trouble. I wonder how Floyd feels being beat by a woman for once. Ireland have achieved the unthinkable. They have defeated four times world champions New Zealand. Sonia's holding on. Oh, Sullivan's got a drive for that line. But Gabriela Chabo's the Olympic champion. Sonia O'Sullivan is beaten on the line. What a fantastic final lap. But what a response from Sonia O'Sullivan. A perfect Hello, um, my name is Lena Foley and this is Off the Bench a women's sport podcast in Ireland that we hope educates and entertains people of all ages and genders. You can find all our previous episodes on iTunes or on the inofftheball.com. Go into their podcast link and you'll find all of the Off The Bench episodes there. Uh, we've got a Twitter account. It's at Off The Bench OTB, capital OTB. And uh, any reaction, suggestions, anything you want to tell us about, we'd happily uh, have a chat with you there as well. Um, we, we usually we talk a lot on off the bench about team sport, but and it's actually come to the climax of a lot of team sport in Ireland at this time of year. But I think people forget so much sport, women's sport goes on outside of teams and in different sports. And we're unusually in Ireland. We have a really high class women's international cycling event. Um, which gets very little coverage and about which we don't know enough. So for that reason, um, we have the director of, and it's a beautiful name, Ross Naman, which is the women, in, in Gaelic that means the women's race. It's a beautiful name. It's an international cycling road race and we have the director of it in here tonight with us. So uh, Valerie Constant, welcome to Off the Bench. Thank you very much. You will, uh, listeners, I don't have to tell you, she's in a racing gear <laughs> and she arrived on a bike. <laughs> and actually the security man downstairs has his eye on her bike because I discovered He's a member of a cycling club as well, but you wouldn't, you wouldn't, uh, you don't, lock, you don't lock it up on the streets, Valerie. Why? No, definitely not. Ah, uh, because if we get stolen, yeah, for sure. So it's a valuable piece of kit. I'm valuable piece it. of kit. <laughs> it's my training bike. I have two fairly good bikes. One uh, better, one for racing. I saw one for racing, and then one for training and commuting. So I can't lock either on the street because they They'll would be get gone. stolen. Yeah. And you cycle to work every day, roughly yeah. from where to where. Um, from Ballycullen to Blanchestown, so it's about 19k each way. And Ballycullen is kind of on in the edge of the Dublin mountains, isn't That's it? Right, yeah. in it. Yeah. So are you are you having a nice climb home in the evening? Nice drag home in the evening, but actually <laughs> it's a bit of a drag up to Blanchestown as well because you come down and you hit the river, you know, and then you have to sort of drag up out of... Um, Knock Maroon Hill there in the right. in Chapel, is it? Or else oh, through yeah. the park. Yeah, so. and the park has a dragon as well. People yeah. you, people find that out on Dublin Marathon Day always. Yeah, there's yeah. a dragon in the park. Um, tell us a little bit about yourself. Uh, you work as a civil servant, but yeah. you are director of Ross Naman. We'll talk about more of that in details, but that's that's possibly a full-time job. You raced in it as well, didn't you? Yeah, I did, yeah. So tell us, how did you get into cycling and get to that level? Um, well, I always cycled, I suppose, and then I just got this mad fit that I would go racing. I was old, actually, when I started racing, as an old for racing. So what I age was like? Uh, I was 30 when I started racing. Okay. And the women's scene here was really just starting to develop. And um, I got involved from the start in organising uh, women's racing in Ireland. And um, so we set up the Women's Commission 
and yeah. our focus was to develop women's racing in Ireland. Our, our focus was on racing. We wanted to develop more racing. Uh, we wanted to form a national league, so we did that. And we had a beginner league and we set up um, squads, development squads. So we for, wanted to... For female cyclists. For female cyclists. Right. We wanted to develop a pathway so that we could make cycling more attractive for women because there wasn't anything really for women. So, so... So if you were interested in cycling or racing, you'd come in and you'd do the beginner league. Yeah. You might move on then to the national league. And then we ran squads as well. We ran training camps. And then we brought uh, riders to the UK to race. We brought them to Belgium to race. And it was just all about trying to build a pathway so that we could develop elite riders. Elite then. riders in Ireland. And it's really interesting because if, if somebody goes into Cycling Ireland, we can see there's a section of Cycling Ireland that says the Women's Cycling Commission. And you're... Close, you're, are you, you're very involved in that. Well, I set it up set in it 2001 up. and I stayed on board for about um, 20 years, I'd say now. Right. Or maybe, yeah, 15 years, something like that. And then it was time to step back because I, I my thing is if you if you don't create the vacancy, people won't come forward. Yeah, yeah, and so you, that, yeah, yeah, so you can, I was running it and I enjoyed it and everything, but I also had Rostam on as well. Um, to organise and that was taking up an awful lot of my time actually. So um, I just felt it was time to step back, create the vacancy and let other people come forward. Other right. people have fresh ideas, they have new ideas. Yeah, yeah. Um, and so that's what I did and the Women's Commission is still going on. So it's okay. that's so good. So the Women's Commission within Cycling Ireland really won- runs most of the women's only events, if you like, at a competitive level, would that be fair to say? Or developmentally? Um, well, things have sort of changed, I suppose. So when we set up the Women's Commission, we were very... Um, concerned about equality and the lack of equality in yeah. the sport, especially in high performance. So there was always a high performance program for the men, but there was nothing for the women. Right. And so nothing specific for the women. So yeah. it might be they'd, you know, um, fit into yes, the men's program. Slide in on the coattails or join exactly. it or whatever, but and nothing specific Nothing women. specific. And okay. I suppose it just wasn't good enough. Right. And I suppose it came to a point there, they, Cycling Ireland set up a men's uh, track squad there was no women's track squad. So why wasn't there a women's track squad? So uh, we took that pretty seriously and uh, we weren't very happy about it. And uh, we as a group, we went to the Quality Authority, actually. Did you? Yes, we did. And wow. all on volunt- we were all volunteers. But it just wasn't good enough. And um, and so I think, I suppose that put, a, that put a marker down. And I think since that time, I think that was sort of the turning point. Um, there's a male squad, there's a female squad. And if, if men are going to a race, women need to be going to a race so that, yeah. that so that it's equality. We were very concerned that there wasn't enough quality so in the sport. So when you went to the Equality Authority, did you win a case or what happened there? It didn't quite go to a case. Yeah. So um, what the Equality did... obviously. Exactly. So what they did yeah. is they wrote a letter actually to the Sports Council and the uh, President of Cycling Ireland and uh, that they had to, uh, to take steps. And Brilliant. those steps were taken. So yeah. what year was that about... Oh my God, I'd say it was 2000 and, oh God, was it eight or nine, something like that? Yeah, Yeah, so roughly about 10 years ago maybe, yeah. Yeah. And interesting enough, uh, the National Women's Track Championships were on last weekend, I noticed, so... So that, that happens as competition yeah. there, the track competition for women. We'll talk about that in more detail. It's really interesting because even as somebody who knows nothing about cycling, um, you know, I often, I'm like, I'm on the roads. You see on Sunday mornings, you see big groups of what we call, I suppose, leisure cyclists, if you like, but, you know, in clubs out. And um, and the numbers of women are, the women are always in a very clear minority. In yeah. them. I always say, if we call them mammals, why are there no maffles? They should be maffles <laughs> as well. They should be middle-aged females in like as well if there were men um, has it changed do you think or is it changing or is it still are they still in the minority 
It depends on the club. So Does it? Yes, I think it depends on the club. So, for example, Orwell Wheelers, um, they have about 700 members, but a good, nearly 50% are women. Brilliant, right. Now, so why is that? It's because, I suppose, their only focus isn't, I suppose, racing. And they have, they're very democratic, actually, as a club. And they run, they run events for their members or they, you know, they cater for a much wider yeah. audience of people, you know. So it's yeah. attractive so to come into RL Wheelers and they run spins for different fitness abilities. Yes. So, so people aren't intimidated yeah. joining so RL Wheelers. Creating, they're creating room for women, if you they're like. They're creating room for women, for women and for right. beginners, for males as well. Right. And uh, so they also run like a six week six or eight week programme so women can join the club and then they're taken through a programme so it's kind of like riding up and over you know um, stuff like that that you do in a club ride and right. just teach yeah, them the I, skills of I riding went a bunch to join a club I'd be really intimidated and it's funny because I was talking downstairs um, the security man we're talking about in, in the building here Tony Ferreira is a member of NACE Cycling yeah, Club another great club um, yeah and he said his wife has, has just started uh, joining him um, but the club, he said, is really, he said, even though he would reckon it was probably about 80, 20 percent, he said the club is really female friendly and the chairperson of the club is Trish McGowan. So yeah. they actually have female. But he said he, he his wife has done a learn to ride or a beginners or an eight week course yeah. and that's how she started. Yeah, so that's that would be really helpful. Yeah, you have to create layers, you know, in my own in club. Every sport. Yeah, like I'm in the Irish Road Club. And I'm the only female in that club that goes out with the. On, I go out in the winter with the lads every every Sunday. We go for a club spin, but I'm the only female. Right. And um, to bring in more women, you need you need to build those layers because it can be difficult if you're coming in new. Yeah. Because most, of the, I suppose, the the group that I go with, they race. Yeah. You know, in, so you're not going to feel you can keep up. And I noticed even um, Cycling Ireland have started a, a new program. It's 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 a, it's AXA Community Bike Rides. Yeah. And it's just a new thing that they've started doing. And I saw that, and I thought, oh, maybe that's something I would do. It's free. They yeah. do the midweek. They do them in, a, in a, only I'd say about five or six counties at the moment, because obviously they're they're volunteer led, and they need volunteers to do it. But it's one maybe that people would even start looking, go in and have a look at the actual yeah. community bike rides because they just are kind of one. They do they do easy rides maybe for an hour and a half and they do them on some of the new greenways and things like that. And it might yeah. be a way for somebody to get in as well if there isn't a local club. Yeah, no, it's a really good way and you want to see more of that. And I suppose yeah. that cycling should be accessible. The same, like you want to see more people commuting to work and being confident yeah. enough to commute to work in the traffic and making space yeah. and learning that bike skills. I mean, there are bike skills that you have to start to learn that yeah. give you that confidence. Yeah. So more of that. Yeah, yeah and we are seeing many more people. people commuting to work. So I think that would be really interesting to see will women who commute to work then go and, and, and see if they want to get into a leisure cycling club and then eventually yeah. get into competitive cycling. We're talking about Rostamon because it's it's we're, it's very close. It starts on Wednesday, September 4th and it goes to September the 8th. Um, it is a, I think it's a five day, six, um, six section um, ride in it's based in Kilkenny at the yep. moment tell us about the quality of riders that are going to be over there and explain is it an amateur professional what is it it's mixed it's mixed so, so you'd have amateurs and professional riders in it amateur and professional riders in it yeah okay yeah. Um, and and how long has the Ross existed or in its current format has it existed uh, 14 years so 14 years so, um, so I'm organising the race 14 years yeah but I have a, you know, we have a good committee and we work hard and everybody is very um, dedicated to the but task. It's a We're very committed. A, 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 like a road race, a cycling road race, never mind, like a one day alone. It, it's a mammoth task for, for a start. Um, but 
how did it develop into a five day race? Was there one before that was smaller yeah. and then did it develop? It was, it just grew and we wanted to, we moved it around. So it was in Dublin, then Kilcullen, then we stayed in Kerry for five years. So we took it out of Kerry, we moved to Clare and we we invested, I suppose, more in um, more in our public in our PR and yeah. you know and word spread about how good the race was we took the riders up mountains we had uphill time trials we had a team time trial we ran a criterium and so Proper word spread racing. and it made it more attractive and we we attracted more riders to our race so it's not a UCI race it's not on the UCI calendar right. and there's a reason That's the for UCI that UCI is the International Association yeah, yeah so that puts you on a cal- on a calendar on an international women's calendar um it's a, it's a step that we'd like, it's an ambition of ours that we would like to move on to that calendar. We're just not there yet. Right. So tell us how many people will come uh, next week to race? Uh, how many international teams have you got? What size um, the field? We have um, about 20 teams coming, 25 teams coming to the race. Uh, we have um, three national squads, uh, an Irish team, which is very, very important, a really yeah, strong Irish team. And yeah. that announcement will be coming out soon with the Czech team, with the GB national team. And they've been coming to this race now for the last three years. So they recognise it. Super, competitive. Yeah, so they recognise it as, a, as an important event for them to ride. And it, um, it um, because the, the World Championships is coming up. Right. And, and so they use this as a prep race for, ah, for that right. event. Okay. Yeah. Um, and I know, I know, I think in recent years, did you have a world champion that won it a couple of years ago? That's right, yeah. We had um, Stephanie, Stephanie Pohl. She won it a couple of years ago. From where? Um, she was German. Right. And then I think you had a world track champion who was... A, yeah, a we had Eleanor Barker won it, yeah. A couple of years ago, she was on the uh, the Great Britain squad, yeah. So, like, that's really high quality yeah, racing. Yeah. And, um, and our world champion, Emily Diederikson, the world row champion, she uh, also rode the race when she was 16. Wow. Yeah. And she so, won our Queen of the Mountains jersey, so it's very competitive. Yeah. So it's very, so it's a really high class field, and I would, I would know that from looking at the Irish people who raced in it in recent years. Yeah. So you have our top internationals have been there as well, haven't they? And yeah, I think, yeah. Have they made the podium? Um, they've made the podium. Yeah. So Lydia Boylan a couple of years ago was second on GC, which yeah. is really, really good. So we'd love and to have an Christy Irish winner though this year. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. yeah. So uh, and I was looking back actually, like Olivia Dillon won it and. That's 2013 right. and won it, won it three times. Yeah. I've never heard her name. That just shows how bad coverage is. Yeah. In, in terms of cycling and also in terms of female cycling. Yeah. I've never heard of Olivia Dillon. Where is she from? Um, she's from Mayo, actually, and she right. lives in the States. Ah. Yeah, full-time bike rider. Um, she she had a full-time career as in finance and she took up um, bike riding, wow. did it full-time. She came over here. She won the national championships, and right. she won Rostamon three times. Yeah. Wow! So, like, they, they, this is the quality that's there. And as I said, I was really surprised to see um, that we know so little about it, and we should m- know more about it. Does how much does it cost? How do you run it? Uh, we how have to raise it? the funds every year. So we had a title sponsor, but they um, pulled out like uh, last year. So we had to try and replace that funds, and we were lucky we were able to replace the funding. Our funding model was that we didn't have one overall yeah, title, so title we had sponsor. different uh, funds feeding into the into the event. But that's a job for us. Every September, when the race is over, we have to gather up the funds to run the to event start for all over yeah. again. And the men's Ross this year, uh, sadly in Irish uh, yeah. cycling history, there is no men's Ross this year because no. they lost their title sponsor and they couldn't get anybody else to come in. Yeah. So Ross and Mon stands alone this year as that's the right. big international bike race that's on the right, yeah. calendar. Yeah. And where do people stay and and all of that? You stay central in Kilkenny? Yeah, so that's our model. So where the Ross travels from town to town, we stay central in Kilkenny. So in the Spring Hill Court Hotel. So all our officials stay there and then the riders stay 
around Kilkenny. It could be around the county or they could move further out. Right. Uh, but that's our base. And then we uh, run the stages mostly from Kilkenny. From Kilkenny. And you've and changed out. them slightly this year. I see I'm, I'm a Leash woman. I notice it's gone up the cut, which is a part of Leash, beautiful part of Leash that yes. I know well. Yeah, so we, uh, yeah, we took it, to the, we're taking it to the Sleeve Blooms and we're really excited about that because I suppose we had Mount Leinster, so we always want to set the challenge. So yeah. it's very important, I suppose, that's, the equality piece as well, like so that women are as well able for that challenge as the men are. They can go up those high mountains as well as the men. And um, so we always want to put in a good stage. So really something like the Schlieff Blooms is a tough stage. How, how many miles? What's it's long, about 110k. That the, that's stage, the longest yeah. leg of it, longest yeah. stage. And it'll be big, there'll be serious climbing. As there was, if if people want to see it, um, you can find actually um, a half hour programme on last year's Ross Naman on the RTE player. And I think your sports show, it, uh, show usually right, yeah. a piece every year on it as well. Yeah. And you really do get some sense of the climb up Mount Leinster. That was a serious yeah. climb. And then you'd one really wet day last year and there was carnage on the roads. Yeah, that's right. So yeah. many people came down. It was just unbelievable to watch it. Yeah. And back out the next day, yeah, Incredible. they're very tough. Yeah, yeah. But they get up and they get back on their bikes and everybody wants to finish it. And the difference between a professional and um, an amateur. So in some of those teams, would some of the riders be professional and some of them would be amateur? Yeah, it can be a mixed team. Yeah. So somebody and are they representing their club or their are there? It can be a club team. It can be a trade team or right. it can be their country. Right. It can you be know? a mixture. Of it can be a mixture. Yeah. Yeah. And the Rostamon, tell us, it's a, is it is it a prestige thing to win it or could they win money? What what's what comes at the end of a race? Like oh, it's a five both. day exhausting race like that. It's both, yeah. So it is prestige, yeah, of course. Yeah. It's great to win um a five day bike race, like be the overall general classification winner. Yeah. Sometimes there's only seconds between the first and second rider. It can be all down to a, a time trial on the Saturday, yeah. you know, when it's when it gets won or lost. So yeah, it's prestige, but there we have six jerseys. Like so, there's so we try to spread it around. In any bike race, there'd be that many jerseys yeah, between so GC. young rider, GC, general classifications. You've Queen of the Mountain, which I love. Exactly. Well. Yeah, yeah it's great we've, we've points, and um, we have our best Irish-based rider, and we have a stage winners jersey as well. So it's bottom line, it's like any international road right. race, really. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Full, 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 everything full in it. One thing I often wonder about bike racing, um, and I remember queuing up to watch the Tour de France when it was here. And uh, sitting for hours, and then noom, they were gone Trans- past. <laughs> How do you get around that thing of making um, a, a road races like that more attractive to to viewers, to people who actually go to watch it? Uh, I suppose you try to build a couple of climbs into your stages is one thing. Uh, the stage finish is always where we try to encourage people to come out and watch the finish. It's very, very fast. It's very exciting. Um, and also this in Kilkenny, big day, we run a city centre criterium. So a circuit in the city? Circuit in the city for an hour on a Saturday evening. Oh, so we shut down the city for an hour Fantastic. and they do an up around the castle, up around that. Up Which around is the spectacular parade. and there's yeah. a climb up there as well. Yeah, 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 yeah. And then people come out and they watch that. So that's the best way to see bike racing if they run, if it's a circuit race that the riders are coming through. Yeah, they come through several you times, you know, yeah. yeah. No, and I've watched the video of it and even the finish on the last stage finishes right up past the castle and it's just a brilliant, they come off that really tough corner and um, right, up, yeah. up the cobbles and they go up there. It's like it really yeah. is a spectacular race to watch. Yeah. Um, the Irish team hasn't been named yet for it. Sure it hasn't. No, it hasn't been named yet. Okay. No. So we'll, we'll have to wait and see who gets in it. That's um, right. It could be a combination of people who are in the Irish high performance squad, uh, squad right, yeah. I presume. And also you said to me you have a national league. Yes. So how many races are in the national league? There's about six races in the national league. So. And if, if you were racing here in Ireland and you weren't on the high performance squad but you were a good racer could you get on would you have a chance of getting into a yeah, team? Yeah so Cycling Ireland set out their criteria for um, for all of their um, 
the road squads anyway that they take away during the year. Uh, there wouldn't be that many. We'd like more. Yeah. And um, so in the selection criteria, it's the National League stands. So where your standing is on the la- on the National League, how you've ridden in the National League. Yeah. Um, so that forms part of the selection criteria. Right. And so it's it's good. Like it's 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 um, it's encouraging then for riders to ride that league. So that yeah. because they know they'll get selected for an Irish team for yeah, Ostermont. Exactly. And they don't have to be away racing for. They don't exactly. have to be in the Irish High Forms program, or they don't have to be away ra- yeah. racing. Yeah. No, they're still very team. very good riders. Yeah. That get exactly. selected and. Um, but yeah, it's an opportunity to to uh, feature in an Irish team. So it could be a mixture of all of those. Um, and you have, as I said, you have TV coverage. You won't have, you wouldn't have live coverage, or can you watch it on a feed or anything? No. Um, no, we don't have live coverage, yeah. but um, we have a great um, uh, media company that's informed sport media, and they do little vids every evening, and they get uh, they go out and they get great hits on that. Oh, and you have your own website. We have our own website, rosterman.com and right. RTE actually showed. To be fair to RTE, they showed on the six one news. Right. Um, every evening and the nine o'clock on the on, on the Saturday evening because the criterium stage finishes quite finishes late. Right. Okay. But that's so, good support so from RTE. That's good. Yeah, it's not bad support at all, and it means that people can watch it next week if they if they can't get to it, they can watch it. But really, and um, we always say here, we can't we can't women's sport can't grow if people don't get out and watch it that's and right. go to see it. Um, that's what brings the sponsors. That's what brings the TV coverage. Exactly. So if anybody can go and get there, they should. Um, I was curious. Um, uh, the the Tour de France. Doesn't have. I'm quite old, so I remember when the Tour de France had a women's version of the Tour de France. It wasn't as big as the men's, but I do remember it being there. Um, but it doesn't at the moment. It has a thing called La Course, which explain yeah. to people what La Course is. Well, La Course is just a one-day event for pro riders. It's run on um, part of the stage that the that the men's um, Tour de France rides. Right. So for several years, they ran like a criterium style around the Champs Elysees every year. And uh, for the last couple of years, they've done almost like a, a mountain hill climb. Right. Just um, a one day event. Just a one day event. Yeah. Right. And we've talked about it here. Do you know anything about there is a movement amongst women cyclists internationally to, to asking why is there not a women's Tour yeah. de France and, and they're campaigning for it. Do you know anything about it? I only know like it just doesn't make any sense to me that there isn't a women's Tour de France. It doesn't make any sense that, that women at that level would settle even for a one-day event. Yeah. I think, I just don't understand that. You know, um, if there's a men's Tour de France, it's just about, I suppose it takes somebody to organise it, it takes some leadership, it takes it to see. So there's plenty of talk about, you know, there should be equality or, yeah, you know... Nicole Cook famously said about the English cycling, it was uh, it was a sport for men, run by men. Um, and then sometimes you'd wonder, is the International uh, Cycling Federation, well, certainly something like the Tour de France seems to be something that's run for men. Yeah, totally. I mean, the Men's Tour de France is a spectacular event. Like, it is a fantastic event. Yeah. But there's no reason there can't be a women's Tour de France. It makes millions. Yeah. Uh, it makes millions. Better. I was looking, even I think 2016, it made 46 million the Tour yeah. de France. And there is interest. There's a lot of interest in women's racing and in women's uh, elite racing. I mean, the World Championships are really, really well supported. The Women's World Championships right. there's as many spectators for on that the as there are for yeah. the event on the road. Yeah. The last one I remember, there was one in Norway, was it two years ago, and the crowds were unbelievable for all races. So yeah, there yeah. is interest there and there's, Competitors there, but and we we talked about the Don Underzel Ovelo, which is this group of women who, in the last few years, have started 
riding the Tour de France a day before the men. They're yeah. a small group of women. Um, Madonna de my very bad French means give women bikes, basically. But um, and there's another one that there's another group I think called the Le Tour Antier. Somebody told me actually um, that's involved at your race that he was up on stages during the Tour de France this year and saw some of these women the day before. Yeah. But they're saying, look, women are able to do what they're showing women can do, it, and they're saying, why the hell are they not, uh, you know, doing it? So there yeah. is a campaign on there to bring one. Yeah, there needs to be a willingness. Like somebody, like I think maybe at this stage it's a sort of a UCI. It should be their responsibility. The yeah. union of cycling um, needs to take it up. They yeah, need to take to it on it, and yeah. they need to lead by example. Well, they need somebody like you, Valerie, since you've been running the Rossnaman for yeah. 14 years. But I suppose it is an interesting thing and women do need to come on boards. They need to get involved in sporting bodies. They Like in our own, in Cycling Ireland, there's one female member on the board. We need more women to go on boards, we need more women on committees, we need more women to get involved yeah. in, in running the sport. And yeah. then I think you see firsthand how you can develop the sport in an equal way. You yes, know? because if women are in the boardroom, they're making decisions or they're asking questions that are relevant to their female athletes. Yeah, yeah. And we talk about that yeah. all the time here. And actually it struck me, I was wondering, like Ross Naman, probably, if you even if you weren't a cyclist or you weren't a competitive cyclist, um, you could probably get involved in Ross Naman in some voluntary capacity, couldn't you? Oh yeah, we have over 60 volunteers on the race, 60, 65 volunteers on the race. Really? Yeah, and they're mostly men. <laughs> Really? Isn't yeah. that interesting? Yeah. 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 So maybe there'll be somebody out there listening to this and thinking, <laughs> if you want to get involved, this is an amazing event that happens every year for four, four days. Um, good on to Kilkenny and I'm sure the crack is great as well. Yeah, as the crack is great. Yeah, yeah. yeah, it's a good event. There's a very good atmosphere around the event. It's very friendly. Yeah. Um, now we do, of course, we have women involved. Women do marshalling for us. They drive lead cars. We have female commissars. Yeah. You know, we have a female doctor, you know, the whole thing on the race. But we'd like to see more women more, actually yeah. get involved in the race. It'd be great, right? Um, do you do you think that the, um, do you think that why is it important to have Rosnaman and why is it important for just to, to keep going? Because you're obviously driving force behind it. Um, I think Rosnaman is important. It's um, it's an event for um, our Irish riders to aim for, and that's why we sort of kept it at the level. So we want to sort of. Um, we want to have something prestigious for Irish riders to, to ride in, yeah. but that there's a good mix of international riders as well so that it's very competitive and that competitiveness brings up the level at home as well. So you'll have seen like Rostamon has grown over the years, but the standard has also um, gone up. And when you watch the times, the finishing times and the gaps between the first rider and the next group or the group after that, they're getting smaller and smaller in the middle, which means the standard overall it's, it's, is going up. And yeah. that's the way we want it. Uh, Rostamon is very important. We want to see, um, we want to give women um, uh, a race that is, you know, on equal footing with, with a men's race or a professional bike race. Yeah. That's what we want to do. We want to lead by example and we want to show that um, this is what is uh, expected. This is what women riders should be expecting in any international bike race. And that's the level we aspire to reaching. Um, I think it's, I suppose, it's, for me, it's a labour of love. I love running the race and uh, love bike riding I love racing I love women's racing and as long as I can I'll keep running it Well uh, I was just asking you today I discovered that your children went back to secondary school today so this has been a really busy day for you we're so grateful that you you made time for us Valerie between getting the kids back to school today two starting secondary school back to school today your own work and cycling over here you managed to get into studio um, which is a great thing for us so we really appreciate it Um, What do you love most about Rostamon? I mean what is it that you really gives you a buzz? I like being around bike racing and um, 
I suppose it's a sense of achievement that when when it all when it all goes well, and I suppose to see people gathering from all over the world to come to a race that me and a small group of volunteers are organising and also to see all of the other volunteers coming in. So we have 60, 70 people taking a week off work to run this bike race because we can't run it without volunteers uh, to run this bike race for these 120 women. And also the Gardaí, Kilkenny County Council, they also give massive support. And I think that's a great sense of people wanting to do something good for women in sport. Yeah, and it's a beautiful, I mean, the location is beautiful. It's a beautiful countryside. It is gorgeous and it looks fantastic on TV. It's a bit like, you know, Tour de France, I always say these are brilliant. They're brilliant advertisements for places as well. Yeah. Um, if you had a dream day and you could cycle anywhere in the world and I said to you here, have a day, go on. What, what would you do? What would you do with it? What would be, what's your own dream? I'd say go back to the mountains in France. So I spent five weeks in the Alps uh, climbing all the mountains so uh, about two years ago so uh, we go back to cycle the mountains yeah back up amongst the, the high the back high to points. the Olivier <laughs> <laughs> um, well look at it, it's a brilliant brilliant event and as we said um, I think it's kind of hidden really um, people don't realise that we have a race of this quality and have races of that quality uh, so people should watch out for it next week um, September 4th to 8th in Kilkenny and some of the stages go into it has its own website go into Rosnaman website and you'll see because there are some evening stages that you might even get to aren't there so that you uh, might Wednesday evening it's a stage that finishes in Gore in around probably 6.30 so it kicks off in Kilkenny and goes up through Thomastown yeah. Kilnamanna and then back into finishing Goran. That's a short stage, very fast. On Thursday, we're heading to the Schlieve Bloom. So we're going over by Freshford, Johnstown into Mount Rath and then up, up, the, up the Wolf up Trap the and then up the cut. Yeah. On uh, Friday, we're going down to Piltown and we do two laps as a circuit there in Piltown. So we're doing that. Saturday is a double stage, so it's a time trial in the morning in a lovely place called Tullerone and the oh. GAA have Tommy support Walsh, Tommy well. Walsh country, as anybody <laughs> for off the ball does. Tommy, we should get Tommy to do the commentary, I'll tell you, he did live in it. You're in Tullerone then for a... In the morning, in the and morning. then in the evening we're in Kilkenny City for to run the Criterium. And right. then so that's a Criterium, criterium. for you don't know, is, is a race around the city streets. Exactly, basically. half six to half seven. And then on Sunday, we run the race out to Thomastown again into Inishtig, up this very steep hill there in Inishtig. And back in around Thomastown and then home to finish at the parade on Sunday about half two. Right. Well, look, at a brilliant event and we'll be keeping our eye out for it. And you can watch, you can can probably see coverage of it as well on your website, which is Rosnaman. Valerie Constantine, thanks so much. Thanks so much for keeping the event going thanks for yeah. thanks so much for doing so much for Irish women cycling thanks very uh, much they're Kim. very lucky to have you yeah, uh, anybody else who's involved <laughs> in there before we finish um, uh, we've just as I said been talking to Valerie Constantine who's the race director of Ross Naman, Um but also it's a busy time of year uh, for team sports definitely we're coming to the kind of climax of the women's GA season so as we say always on off the bench we're not a results service here we're not a calendar service but we do like to remind people of when things are on so the Camogie final between Kilkenny and Galway, the senior final and all the other finals, September the 8th. And the ladies football finals are in Croker on September the 15th. And Galway are going for a double because they're playing uh, Dublin, the defending champions in the football. So uh, Kilkenny Galway, Camogie, a Dublin Galway football final, September 8th and September 15th. And one other thing to watch out for next week. Uh, the Women's FAI, the, their start of their European Championships is next Tuesday. That's Wednesday the 3rd, the f- opening game of their, their next campaign for Europeans. They're playing Montenegro in Tala on uh, 
on Tuesday at 7.30. Uh, we'd love, we would really love the FBI to put it at 7.45 or 8, which means it would be easier for people to get there after work. But I promise you, um, this is a really talented Irish women's soccer team. We've all watched the World Cup during the summer. They did really well against two teams who made the semi-finals. And they have a really good young team. They're under a caretaker manager at the moment, which is a problem which we wouldn't like to see. But for five euro, it's a steal. Under 16s get in free. There's face painting the whole lot if you bring your kids. It is a really brilliant evening out. And uh, we'd love to see a big gang um, turn out for uh, the women's soccer team next Tuesday. And that's the start of their European campaign. So as we always say on Off the Bench, guys, um, if, if, if women's sport is to progress, we need people to get out and support them. Yes, you can watch it on TV and that match is live on RTE that day on TV as well. But why not go? Um, it'll be a great evening's entertainment. So until we talk to you the next time, thanks so much for listening and enjoy your sport.